Hello and welcome to another episode of Cabaret, darlings. I'm your host, Millie Dollar, and this is what I sound like. We are sponsored today by my eco-friendly sideline, milliedollarbeauty.com, a range of vegan biodegradable cosmetic glitters, super light, amazing synthetic silk lashes, and you can save using our podcast promo, Cabaret Darlings, all on word, all caps, to save 10% on your next order. If you need some glitter, now you know where to get it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. just come on over, see me. Get me glitter. Yeah, so today our guest is Dave McCabe. He's having Hello. a bit of coffee. You know what I mean? <laughs> Choking a bit of coffee down yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just got to get you through the day. Yeah, something yeah. like that. How are you doing? I'm okay, yeah, good. Yeah? You've been... Uh, oh, sorry. No, yeah, I've been a little bit under the weather. Ah, uh, yeah. But, you know, yeah. my voice sounds sexier for it, I think. So, um, so you're coming in with the husky so that's voice. Nice. There you go, yeah. Yeah. Got a little bit of huskiness for you. It's like Christmas special coming oh, yeah. on in. It's cold outside. Driving them ladies wild with this oh, huskiness there. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. So you've been um, on tour quite a bit this summer, haven't you? We've done that one tour early on in the year, and then we've done like about, we've done about 10, 15 festivals. Yeah. yeah. Do you enjoy? All good. Well, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, but it's kind of like we want to do some new stuff because we haven't really put any new stuff out. Yeah. So we're just testing the waters to see if we still hate each other. Okay, so that's the major test is that do is we still major... get on? Like, yeah, yeah, basically. So you're writing <clears throat> new music with the Oh moment, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've been making loads of new music and that's, it's been enjoyable mm-hmm. and different and we've been doing it together, a lot of me and Sean and uh, me and Neil and just got a new, got a couple of new people in the band so it's good, it's like a new band, yeah. Yeah. But with the best, not the best bits, but, you know, good bits from the old, old setup. Yeah. So we're going to expect some albums from you at some point. Hopefully we'll do, we can do a record next year, yeah, but I think we need to just get a song out first. You're going to do, like, a Roaring Twenties theme? It's going to be the Twenties, um, of course. Is it? it? Yeah. No, I don't, I'm not sure. Probably more, um, I don't know what it's going to be, to be honest. No, you're not going <laughs> to get on the Gatsby train. No, definitely <laughs> not. No, no swing. I might come and watch a few of them things, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of Gatsby things around, you know. All right, so you've had um, one of your songs covered quite yeah. famously in uh, Glee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a feature. I have never seen it. <laughs> I'd like Glee. to see it, though. Yeah, I've never seen <laughs> forgot about it. It's a big deal at the time, that as well. well eh? Yeah, Glee was a massive deal when it started, and then it just sort of petered out. So, I don't know, yeah, really I mean, I'm probably in the right frame of mind to watch it now. At the time, I was just like, go on then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like happened. me pension that song, so I was like, go on, <laughs> use it. Yeah. You know, I wish you'd use one of the others, but no, I'm yeah. going to use this one. Yeah, for obvious reasons. But, uh, yeah, I've never watched it. Maybe it's time <laughs> to binge watch Glee. No, no, I think I'll just try the song <laughs> no. first, I'll get over that. Or right. maybe the episode. The, the, just the, the, that one the, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine I'm going to... It's not like... You don't um, think you're going to like it then. All right, so this podcast, I don't know if you've heard an episode of it yet. I haven't. You haven't? I don't You've got some catching up to do now. I you've am, got the entirety of this podcast to listen to and the entirety of you, Glee yeah. to catch up on. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> But, I think the podcast first. Yeah, sound. Um, must be top. <laughs> all right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a little story about some a, a performer in history. Okay. But this one is a bit different. 
Right, so got got a special story for you, basically. Because cool. normally I talk about cabaret or burlesque performer from at some point in the last hundred years. Yeah. But we're gonna go back all the way to seventeenth <coughs> century France. Oh, nice. Are you a fan of seventeenth century France? Yeah, Do you know I don't much, really about know much about it? I can imagine it was a bit smelly. She was just smelly, then. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was like a touch of the plague about. Yeah. Um, We've all got the plague, haven't we? Somewhere. <laughs> What, of some form. So, yeah, today's subject isn't actually a cabaret or burlesque performer at all, but an opera singer. Okay. Okay, so something a bit different. I hope you feel special. For, I do, for yeah, this, I do. I'm know. nervous. Why are you nervous? I just crack on with you. I just want to hear your voice when you just want, I just want to hear. You just want to hear the story I just now. Want, no, I'm not yeah. being on yet. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like the build-up's killing me. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm trying to like tease it out. The coffee's you know. probably not open either. No, but you know, a lot of what I do is about the teas. Oh, I Got to create some, I even in the podcast. Okay, so many times I've seen the shortened version of this woman's live shirt, uh, usually in meme format. You a fan of the meme? Mm, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Don't have a favourite meme. No, mm, none of that. Yeah, social media is killing them, to be honest. What social media is killing the meme? Do you mean them? What do you mean like? There's like little um, pictures with you know, uh, you the know. close keep you through, all that. Yeah, be be there. Don't do that. Do this and be there. Happy them them things. No, no, no. They're, they're like the ones who are there at the end of the four. Oh, I don't know. I can't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, go on. All right. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. a big fan of the meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, love it, love them. I memes find people and... who put them up all the time don't. They're just usually out taking coke and drinking, <laughs> and it's like you don't mean this is just you trying to meme yourself better. Yeah, you know but I mean? maybe they read them because they're in short format. Yeah, it's only <coughs> yeah. short sentence. Okay. Uh, that's all you need to read, and you're like, got the gist here. And maybe I've yeah I've read the wrong I just see the wrong ones. They're all about maybe like, yeah you're following you know, the wrong people. You know? Well, they're all about like you know who, who's left. The other ones I've seen that are just like saying don't do this, do this. All basically what they're all saying is like easy to write or to read in a meme, yeah. but in real life it's bullshit because it like like life's harder than that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you, can, you know, you can't gonna... name it up, do you know what I mean? Well, this you, is the you thing need a bit cause... more detail. And yeah, that. well, this is why I like this story, because mm. I've seen mm. it boiled down to a short meme quite a lot, but we're gonna go in there's there. so much more story, right. and like most of the things that are put in there are kind of historically inaccurate, so yeah. what we're going to go into is the actual, like, okay. historically accurate information okay all right yeah you with that okay so yeah the meme that is shared it touches briefly on a bizarre and fascinating life so today we're discussing the life trials and tribulations of julie d'aubigny also known as mademoiselle mappin all right so my french is terrible i already told you that anyone who listens to the podcast would remember like I butchered a bunch of French a couple of episodes ago, and I'm probably going to do the same today because my French is shit. That's all I can say about that. I have given up trying. I know opera doesn't sound particularly thrilling, but I have a hell of a story for you here, so strap on in because we're going to have some vintage scandal. Good old fashioned French vintage scandal. Julie de Augmany was born in 1673, so this will be the oldest story to be featured on the podcast so far. 
She is the daughter of Gaston de Aubigny. Gaston was the secretary of the Comte de Armagnac, in English, the master of the house for Louis XIV. Do you know much about French kings in history? I know he was a bit of a slave. Of what? <laughs> no, I don't know. I know he was a bit of a character, Louis XIV. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like he was, and like he's brought up on occasion. Some lad who um, we make knows has got a band named after him. But someone told me a story, I can't remember what it was. But useless information, man. But yeah. I, know he, he, I think he got up to no good. I, I think a lot of people bit, got up to no a, good in yeah, that time. Yeah, a bit of a shagger. You know, it's 17th century <laughs> France. A bit, I think yeah. everyone's a bit of a shagger back then. Okay. Like, that, there wasn't much else to do other than die a plague. So, mm. you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are the other... Like, would you rather... <laughs> Come on, <can't, laughs> Like, the easiest game of would you rather ever. Right. So... His main role was training the court pages in such ways as dancing, don't know why, reading, drawing and fencing. And he included teaching Julie in these skills alongside the pages. So she reportedly dressed as a boy from an early age. So she sounds like she's quite a tomboy. Yeah, the yeah. best. Always the, the best. best. Yeah, but with skills in dancing and fencing. That sounds about right. It's a tomboy. useful skill to have. I, mm. I don't know why they've stopped teaching it. I'd love to be able to fence. Probably because people got injured from it quite badly. Well, well yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the main goals, isn't it? Swords, yeah, <laughs> yeah, when did they stop taking sort of giving you swords back to the kids? Cane and then then re then re reintroduce fencing. So if we just work our way back, get yeah. a cane in. Get the cane back. Get some in, fencing definitely. in. Yeah, yeah. So in sixteen eighty seven. The Count de Armagnac arranged for her to be married to Sir de Maupin, but shortly afterwards the Count sent him to an administrative position in the south of France to collect taxes, but kept Julie in Paris. So it was said that he was sent away the morning after the wedding. Right, so she's about 14 at this time. Arranged marriage, and right, then her okay. husband immediately sent away by the guy who arranged the marriage. Okay. Yeah. So the reason for that was that the Count had begun an affair with Julie, arranging the marriage in a strange double bluff sort of move. So it was a mask? <clears throat> yeah. So it's like, it appears that you're 14. married to this guy. Yeah, 14. I mean, I know I had different had a, times. I think he pop had a 14-year-old girlfriend when he was quite young. Who did? Iggy Pop. Uh, he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... Um, but no one's... I mean... Quite a few people did as well, didn't Steve Tyler? I don't know, probably. He looks like... He looks, I never... <laughs> like he looks like he would have I had a 14 year I until I was like 19. Yeah. She was 16. Oh, oh that's kind she of sweet, was, though. She was lovely. <laughs> she hates me now when she sees me. She's oh. too love. <laughs> yeah, so I, unfortunately that what happens, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't think it was quite the same <laughs> yeah. with, uh, with Julie and the Count de Armagnac back here. Um, but... It didn't work out for him anyway, this plot, because Julie met an assistant fencing master called Sarans and became infatuated with him. All right, so this kind of starts the story of Julie working away through fans and all of these mad sort of escapades that she ends up yeah. in. All right, I'm hoping you're going to enjoy these. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you don't tell me, then I'm not going to know. Am I? I've got to... Right, build sorry, it up, sorry. haven't I? You can't just be like, is the, <laughs> is the entire story 
in 10 minutes, right? Brilliant. Thanks, everyone. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the episode is... I get it now. I know, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, Saran had a bit of an incident as he had killed a man in an illegal duel and was wanted by the police. So, duels were illegal in Fran- in Paris nice. at this well, time. Just, so, going back to the... F- just fencing, I mean, is it like a plastic... Is it like a real sword? It's yeah, it's real a real metal. sword. Yeah. There's like those sort of... So, like, you kind of... Skinny swords, isn't it? Yes. So, I don't know, if you hit someone hard enough, will it go through? Yeah, yeah, you can kill someone with them. So, but what's the idea that you don't? Um, if it's in the if it's in a duel, then sometimes it can end in injury. See, okay. Sometimes I, it can end in death. I thought it was like an Olympic thing where it's like. You, I mean, it is like now, money. but right now, like nowadays, they have those tips on the end of them, right? Okay. So that if it if you see, hit your opponent, that. then it just blocks. It doesn't go in. So he's, he's he's had a scrap with some fella. He's had a little scrap. The wrong guy. Stabbed some guy. Yeah. Uh, we don't know who the guy was that he had killed. But it was illegal in Paris to duel at all. Okay. Yeah. So the pair fled to Marseille. Uh, during their travels there, they made a living giving fencing exhibitions, singing in taverns and local fairs. So Julie usually dressed in male clothing for these displays, but did not hide her sex. So it's clear she was a woman, but she dressed as a man. Just to, you know, confuse people. <laughs> yeah. At one tavern, a man refused to believe she was a woman, as she was simply too good. So she took off her blouse, and the crowd fell silent. Okay. So she proved herself, obviously. Again, yeah. Oh, by getting the mouse. Yeah, basically, okay. she whipped it out. Um, but I kind of feel sad for her that the crowd fell silent, rather than being like, "Yes, it's <laughs> <shit>, nice." <laughs> You know, which is the the kind Maybe of reaction. Maybe she was really good at fencing, <laughs> and like they didn't want to piss her off. Maybe she yeah. had a, she had a bit of a. Do you think they just waited it? politely to just shake her hand afterwards? And yeah, very yeah. nice. I think, yeah. Like, that's probably what I would. It's quite <laughs> it's quite intimidating sometimes, and when there's loads of women about. So upon arrival in Marseille, Julie joined the opera company there. Yeah. So in between all of this, she's still singing at the opera. Yeah, she's multitasking. That's pretty good, yeah. She's yeah. like three jobs. So she soon tired of Saran's, becoming involved with a young woman she had met on her travels. The woman's parents were, of course, horrified at the notion. At the notion. Can't speak. Yeah. I've struggled with. Uh, so chose to send their daughter into a convent in Avignon, believing that that would solve the issue. All right, so they sent her off to a nunnery. The daughter or the... The daughter, yeah. Okay, so she got took away from her. Yeah, she got sent away from Julie, sent into a nunnery. How old was she when all this was going? 16. Yeah, about 15, 16. it's a good age for that to happen. She got a lot done at this age. (laughs) Because it's like, this all happened in a really fast period of time as well. like the Jack White of Shag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right, so... Julie wasn't the type to give up so easily and decided to take vows. She entered the convent as a postulant, which is the first step to becoming a candidate to the convent. Okay. Okay, so there's steps you take before you're allowed to be a nun. So Julie's following her into... Yeah. Oh, okay. Followed her into the convent. Well, we'll we'll, 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 see. So once Julie had been entered into the convent, 
She put her wild plan into place. All right, so she had a plan. She's born with a plan. Okay, <laughs> so she used the stolen body of a recently deceased nun, which she then placed into the young woman's bed, so into her lover's bed, before setting the convent on fire to cover their escape. All right, so casually as you do, got the body of a dead nun. Oh, nice. Put it in her lover's bed to take her place, like, yes. to make it look like she died, and set the place on fire and ran. That sounds good. <laughs> Did anyone like, else die? I don't know. Doesn't say. I mean, I'd hope not. Did they find the body before it was buried? They found the body and assumed it was okay, the young yeah. woman, so I guess that it would have been badly burned. What did she die of, the other woman? Doesn't say. All they know is that she got the body of another nun. So there was a nun who recently died. That's true love. Died. That's not quite nice. This sort of nice Do you think that's like a you yeah, know, romantic? romantic. Definitely romantic yeah. <laughs> Do you really just want someone to no, steal to... the body of a dead nun for you? Well, we know what to get you for if Christmas. If they were dead already, then it's sound, isn't it? Yeah, so well, I mean. the thing was, though, is that it was successful. Yeah. So they, because obviously back that's then, probably, yeah, that's no way really of knowing. they just see a body go, must be her. No one got her harmed. Bed. No, no one, no one got harmed as far as we mm. know. Mm. So, but eventually, because they travelled for three months, got away with their plan, Went off for three months, but the young woman grew tired of the adventures. So she decided to return home to her parents. But up until that point, her parents had thought that she, she was, dead. was dead. So for three months, her parents believed she would burn up in the fire. And then suddenly she just turns back up. Yeah. Like, oh ah, yeah. Was it around Christmas when she turned back up? <laughs> Do you think of it like a nice Christmas yeah, story? Yeah, like a like, oh, returned home for Christmas. Well, I don't think they were happy about no. it because they were like, where did you go? She's like, oh, I was off with that woman that you sent me away from. Well, at least they got her back home, you know. Yeah, they got her back in the end, but only because she decided to. <laughs> so, yeah, but the family weren't too happy. Maybe she, did she, did she, okay. Yeah, the family, went, they weren't happy. So the family went to the police and filed charges against Julie, which was sentenced in absentina. So... Basically, they sentenced her without her being present. She was also sentenced as a male because the judges couldn't believe the possibility of a woman committing those crimes. So they're like, a woman wouldn't do that. That's too absurd to think of a woman stealing a body and coming up with this plot. And she'd probably get a, I don't know, would she get a bigger sentence as a male? Probably, Would she yeah. go to a male prison? Well, no, because... She was charged with kidnapping, body snatching and arson. So quite serious crimes at the yeah. time. So she was charged to be burned at the stake. Oh, right. So they wanted to set her on fire. They wanted to Joan of Arca, burn her at the stake. Yeah, they so, like that over there. Yeah, I think they do. Especially at that time, yeah. you know. So, yeah, not a, not, not a good way to go. No. But don't worry, because she left for Paris to skip the charges. So every time she ran into a bit of trouble, She'd just be like, I'm off. Yeah. So she'd Suppose you could off. do that then, couldn't you? You could. It'd be easier to like Does slip into the, the system. Like no. Um, technically and technically. Just not. like based on bits of the story. Kind the of. Yeah, yeah. I've got a bit on that at the end, so you know, I've got a list of things if you wanna know. Yeah, more, yeah. You know? So um it's it, it stays interesting because I that's the main story that I see people share again and again. 
is about how she um, burned burned down the convent. Um, But where was your mum and dad? Do you know his mum and dad? Back in Paris, working for the council. No, actually. Well, I think they're busy. They've got pages to teach, and uh, (laughs) you know. Like they, I think by that point she it's, would have been fifteen. They probably would have was, thought she like she was better without She's her. independent. Yeah, She'll do let, what she wants. Let her do her thing. Yeah. What was the average age of dying down in like? Well, uh, I think back 30. then, if you lived to like forty or fifty, you'd got good in. And, yeah, yeah. You know, you'd done well. Like, I think a what was it? it was only a certain percentage of people even made it to adulthood in that sort yeah, of time yeah, period. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> So during the journey, she continued to wear men's clothing, leading to her being insulted by a young nobleman, the Count de Albert, which I love as a name, the Count de Albert. Yeah, Count. <laughs> Just Count Albert, Albert. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she challenged him to a duel and drove her blade through his shoulder. So she stabbed the guy, basically. Uh, the following day, this man, who turned out to be the Duke, son of the Duke de Lunes, sent one of his companions to offer his apologies. So Julie visited him in his sick bed, because he's, you know, dealing with a stab wound, and they became lovers. Okay. So she got insulted by a guy, stabbed him. Started shagging him instead. Yeah, 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 okay. pretty much. So She must have been fit. <laughs> I think they well, she must have been good in the sack as well. <laughs> well, she, she was good t- with a sword. Yeah. That must be doing. Well, maybe he was scared of getting stabbed again. <laughs> so, so he was like, "Please yeah. take my dick." <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so maybe she threatened him. She, was, she like got the sword well, back she's out. Well, she's already done him in the shoulder, so maybe she threatened him. And well, he, but he's actually realised at the same time. Yeah. Else, she's she's sound. Well, and I've got no like, choice, so I mean, I could be worse. <laughs> I think it was more like she's a bit wild, and he was like, I like that. That's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Um, because it didn't last long, like their affair, but they okay. remained lifelong friends. Okay, that well, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, so they stayed pals. And he got his nuts out of it, like. <laughs> for a bit, like you well, know. That's better than nothing. Better than a fucking. What's the shoulder wound compared? Like she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How old was she then this time? Six- she's about 16. Oh, she got a lot done at this time, yeah. yeah. Like I said, she was busy for these few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. so once the Count had recovered, Julie continued onward towards Paris, stopping in Rouen. Again, I don't know if I'm saying these places right at all. Um, How do you spell it? It's R-O-U-E-N. Yeah, it'll be... Rouen. Rouen. like Rouen. It's like rune, but with extra letters. Okay. Yeah. Hey, dig at the picture. <laughs> yeah. It's a place in France. It's a place in France, yeah, yeah. Uh, And, of course, while she is here, she took another lover. It seems like, well, she does. Yeah. Hops from town to town. Is she still 16? Find someone new. She must be 17 now. No, this is because um, she returned to Paris at the age of 17. So there uh-huh. was some stuff that happened before this also. So, yeah, she was a bit about 16 roundabout she took another lover who was the singer gabriel vincent sevenord and the two began to travel towards paris together uh, julie hit her, up her old pal the count de armagnac to help her with the sentence hanging over so she still got this Death burning sentence. at the stake 
sentenced to death thing hanging and over. And she's it. heading back towards it. She's no, she's heading away from it because all of this happened like in Marseille. In Marseille, right? So, okay. But she was already in trouble, in kind of in trouble in Paris because she went like with someone else who was yeah. in trouble. So kind of accessory, I think. Is she <laughs> quite, like, is, so she's not like she's quite well off. This girl. Well, her father worked in the royal court. Okay. So she would have grown up amongst like the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. staff for she royalty. She could get a few favours. She could, yeah. But well, I don't think she knew them directly, but she did know the Count de Armagnac directly. I've got who, a feeling she's what's going to happen here in this story, but go on. All right. So, um, yeah, so she knew him because they were lovers for a while. Oh, for fuck's sake. So. I was down <laughs> yeah, yeah. She shagged him. So, yeah, it? so, and he's like the, the main assistant to the king. Oh, right. So, but that's so she, she was confident of getting the yeah, job. Yeah, she was pretty confident, I think. Like, you would, you would be, wouldn't you? You'd be like, yeah, so, coming back. The Count de Armagnac went to King Louis Fourteenth to ask him to pardon Julie and regale to him the story of her discrepancies. So he basically said, this is what happened. Stolen on, burned a comet down, ran off, did all these things. What can we do? Um, but the king found this story to be so hysterical that he pardoned her completely. Well, I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Well, you would, wouldn't you? I like, well, yeah. wanted to give her one, didn't he? <laughs> I he, don't know. Like, of he he did. no she idea. Like... The, and he met her, and she must have had, I think, a lot of charm about it. Well, she definitely so had some it, personality. Yeah, so he thought, you know, she can't be going to jail over burning a dead person. <laughs> yeah. Do you I know mean, what I mean? Because... You know what? The kid, she must have had charm then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's good. definitely got like some charisma to her because she's. I think she's running around, part of the they? story, a massive part. Oh, there's more to come, don't you? Worry. <laughs> so, uh, despite bisexuality and homosexuality being frowned upon, the king's brother Philip the First was gay. He was effeminate and often dressed in women's clothing. So this meant any law or condemnation that Louis the Fourteenth passed over same-sex couples would affect his own brother, leading to this period in 17th century France to be actually quite lenient. So although people have been like, I don't really like it, or I'm not, I'm not a fan of it, they I can't do that. anything about it because the king's like, well, you know, I'm not going to yeah. do anything Look. to harm my own brother. Yeah, and yeah. he seemed like he was openly gay in 17th century France. Which, you know, you could do if you're a, a noblewoman. I'm just thinking of Blackadder now. Who in Blackadder? He's funny, though. He's, he's like, yeah. he's, he wears, like, a gold, yellowy thing. I know like, you mean the one who makes... It's quite camp, like, like. Um, He makes the... He tries alchemy and he makes green. I'm not sure, yeah. I can't, you know I mean? I just, just, <laughs> he just popped in my head then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that, but French. Yeah. <laughs> like that. It's Philip the First. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's been a Philip the Second. So, upon Julie's return to Paris, she joined the Paris Opera in 1690 at the age of 17. So, all this shit happens before the age of 17. Wow. Well, yeah, she's got a lot done in those few years. Like, yeah, yeah. not an out of the well, system. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd hope. <laughs> so, uh, despite initially being refused, after she befriended an elderly singer called Bouvard. Bouvard and Thevenard convinced the company to admit Julie d'Aubigny, and she debuted as Pallas Athena that year, who is the Greek goddess of wisdom, handicraft, and war. She could help you with your crocheting. 
but also help you in times of war. Okay, what's so, crocheting? Like like knitting, but with oh, one needle. Nice. Okay, cool. You know, I could teach you to crochet if you want. I've got some stuff here. <laughs> Looks complicated. It's not too bad. It gives you something to do well, with your hands. Well, I'm not on the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'll teach you how to knit. And then next year, I expect a really nice sweater. Okay, cool. Sounds. <laughs> Getting them planned in. She first sang as a soprano before setting into her natural tone as a contralto, which is the lowest female voice range. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's like, I think baritone is like male voice range. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, I've never heard that. Contralto. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah, so well, lowest female voice range. Okay. Yeah, you're not. A, are you a fan of opera? I don't. I couldn't say I'm not a fan, but I'm not. I haven't got any. I haven't put any records on of opera. Yeah. Because you wouldn't know what the chords like. Because I yeah, know I, I like. Find I the wouldn't. Classical music. It's, it's, it's really hard like, to find. Yeah, you're like, well, oh, there's that, that one, one song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shazam, you know. Shazam, Shazam. But it's just you going. It's Shazam. I can't go near it. I don't want it on my phone. Uh, it'd just be me trying to sing into it, like, what's that one that goes like this? So, yeah. Um, Julie had become known for her beautiful singing voice, her skilled acting, and her androgynous attire. So, she grew popular with the audience, despite the, the tempestuous relationships she had with both male and female actors from the same companies. So, basically, she's like, I'm in the opera now. Yeah. Continue shagging, you yeah, know, just yeah. um, everyone Good and on, everything. Yeah. yeah, that's right. She, yeah, she got her way through and. And there's the she king. Kept busy. There's the king still meets with her at this point, like, yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Right, she did. Yeah. Um, she once beat the singer Louis Garlard Dumbs I really can't speak French. Gizla. <laughs> there. Louis. Louis Gollard Domesny. Domesny. Louis Gollard Domesny. Oh, there you yeah. go. Your French is better than mine, then. I know this. Can you speak to pas français? I can't. No. <laughs> See, that's all I can say. Je ne parle pas français. Yeah. I can't speak French. That's it. Right. So he had frequently pestered the female members of the troupe. So. For sex. Yes. So she beat him up. Like she kicked the shit out of this guy. Like, leave them alone. They're not interested. That's pretty nice. Yeah. That Pest sounds like... Fe- yeah, I mean, I think some... I don't know. Well, some fellas... Yeah. You don't see it coming. Some fellas you do. But, I mean, I don't fucking... Like, if a bird says no, she says fucking no, but she... Exactly. You feel like such a yeah. fucker. You know, you need... Yeah. It's not an anger. It's more of disappointment <laughs> and weariness. <laughs> you get your head down and walk away. Yeah, you kind of know before you've even asked them. You shouldn't have to ask them, really. Yeah, some men aren't very then, good at reading. I wouldn't say I'm good at, at, at any of it, but you know, yeah. I've, as of the older I'm getting, yeah, you kind of know the girl likes you, don't know. Yeah, she was known for her legendary jewels of wits with her lover Sevenord as well. So he's still around. Sevenord. Sevenord. Okay. Yeah, Sevenord. Sounds quite scientific. Yeah, it does a little bit actually, doesn't mm. it? Like yeah, but um, so he's still around, but she's got other lovers. Okay, so but he's all right with it. Must have been, must have been a little bit of palace mm. polyamory. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, it's multiple relationships oh, within slingy. a relationship. Well, that's not slingy. It's more like 
like you if you if you're like in a throuple, you know. Throuple, I've never throuple, heard these words. Yeah. I've it's never, like this is disgusting. <laughs> Not. I've never heard so much filth in all my life. A throuple. <laughs> I'll have a bite of joy, and then just tell you some like dirty stories. But yeah, throuple. Couple with three people. Yeah. Or there's a fourple, you know. A fourple, kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. This yeah. is all a kerfuffle now, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, so she was well known for having duels of wits with Seven Odd. Um, so she became the talk of Paris. So, like, having a little bit of a gossip about yeah. this crazy woman. So, this is where all the this started going in now, yeah. <laughs> well, she, like, she oh, are you, are you going out? Are you going out? Can I How old jump she in now? Is she like 19? Uh, yeah, she would have been like 18. Uh, well, no. Yeah, so we're talking from 1690, from the age of 17. But then. I suppose there's no telly then. There's no one to like space the time off. I like that do you, you know put it down there's, to there's lack no, of television. No, no, but it's like people go home and put the telly on or people go home and listen to podcasts. People, yeah. Then there was none of that. I mean, they yeah. might read books and do stuff, like, but like, well, I can imagine there was a lot more like... Reading you know, books was Like you were saying, like... there's a lot more sexual activity going on. Yeah. Then, like, I mean, at this time, like she would have been able to read because of the way she was brought up. But quite a lot of oh, people right. just couldn't read. Wouldn't re- been able but, like, to read at so that time. So you got loads of fit people who can't read. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, what are we gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna I'm do? Gonna kill the time. <laughs> um, I've got an idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she so, had like, an she idea, had a few yeah, ideas, yeah. like you know. Uh, but in 1695, her career came to a brief pause after she kissed a young woman at a society ball. So in front of everyone. Okay. Didn't even try to hide it. And um, she was challenged to three duels on the spot by three different noblemen. Yeah. So all three of these men had been after the girl that she'd kissed. So they oh, all right. had fancies for her. And then she just made out with her in front of the entire society. So, yeah. Naughty. A bit naughty. Kind of Did pushed she take out there. She left the party dueled all three of them, beat all three of them, and went back to the party. So if you say that? Yep. Some say one after the other. Did they know about the other fellow who lost? Well, there must have... There must have been some rumours, but... Sounds like she did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or at least severely injured them. But either way... um, That's what you get. Duels are still illegal in Paris at that time. So, although it was impressive... But they challenged her to the duel. They did, but she should have not been fighting any duels at all. So, you know what I mean? Honest. Yeah. So, basically, if you're challenged to a duel, you should go, that's illegal. <laughs> no, but it's kind of like, if you're challenging someone, you know it's illegal, so you shouldn't... Yeah. The, the rules shouldn't apply. But by that point, if you're challenged to a duel, right, are you not then acting in self-defence? Well, this is it, yeah. Like, I would have considered that. I just think if someone's saying, do you want to fight, they've got it, and if they get beat, <laughs> you can't really go and tell anyone about it. Or, yeah, you can't Unless really there's a big crowd there, like... but I, I don't know if there was yeah. a big crowd. It's well, there fun... would have been, because it was, it was a party, you know, it was a big, yeah. a big ball. Well, that's all they did them days, it was, like, shag each other and have big balls and go to the opera. And fight. And, at, and fight on <laughs> occasion. Yeah. So I imagine that there would have been people witnessing I, I mean, and the other thing is, and not to, not that women can't fight, but, you know, if you're a fella and you fucking... Sorry to swear. You're it's, a, it's fine. If you're a fella <laughs> and, you, and you're stupid enough to challenge a woman, 
Yeah. And then you get beat. You wouldn't go and tell anyone about it, would you? Well, do you know what I mean? That, it's like a double, know, it's, it's double it's a blow. It's a few hundred years later, and we still know that these guys, even though we don't know their names, we still know that they got beat. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. They could have kept it up, man. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, although it was I'm just processing this. <laughs> do you need a minute? No, I'm all right. You got, you got it processed? I've got it, I've got you it. Processed. Mm. All right. So, although it was impressive, it did run afoul of the king's law, obviously, of forbidding jewels in Paris. So, she had to flee to Brussels to waste it out. So, she's fled again. She finally settled down in Paris for about five years, had more fights, and then went, shit. Yeah, yeah. Off I go. So, she went to Brussels. Now, well, there's more. Well, no, you said like, okay. <laughs> in Brussels, she appeared in further operas and began an affair with the Elector of Bavaria. I don't know what an Elector of Bavaria is, but it's someone who's Sounds important. Like, yeah. Someone who's a nobleman of some form. Isn't Bavaria in saying that in them days, maybe it was bigger? Yeah, it's like lands. Bavaria to me is like Munich, you know. Yeah. Um, so maybe mm-hmm. it spread across. Well, I mean, he could have been just in Brussels at yeah, that time. Yeah, okay. You know? well, yeah. Yeah. Um, or he could have been the elector of Bavaria for Brussels. Right. You know, like like a... Yeah, it sounds... Yeah. What are they called? An ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Me mate Brian tried to tell me I was an ambassador for the city. But for Liverpool? Because it was because I'm in the Zootons, yeah. <laughs> Oh, do you want a fucking know, yeah, ribbon like, and all yeah, like, Where's me ribbon? Yeah, get like keys to the city yeah, and all that. Yeah, keys to the keys to yeah, it. Yeah. Keys um, to election. Have you met the Lord Mayor and all that then? No. No. Oh, Malcolm. He's on my Facebook. He's dead, thanks. <laughs> Is he the Scottish fella? I don't know. I don't, I've I don't met know a Scottish, Scottish fella. I went this way. I never actually but met him. But he's like, because there's the this... Lord Mayor and then there's the elected mayor. Because uh, I know the Lord Mayor for Liverpool, and he came to a show a couple that of years the, the, ago. The, the guy with the bald head, like the no, that's Joe, Joe Anderson. That's different. Well, how many mayors is the? So many... there's the elected mayor, which had been Joe, and then there's a the Lord Mayor, which is Malcolm. Okay, yeah, I've never moments, met anyway. either of them. But um, yeah, he was at. He came to a show that I was performing at, so every time I took anything off, I was like slamming it down on the table, like right. here you go. <laughs> so it was a bit weird because it's like. Are you trying to do a Julie on him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come I was on. challenging him to a blessed duel. Yeah. I was like, come on then. You, I take off these fancy things, you take off that That's chain, nice. let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the affair with the elector of Bavaria, uh, he basically found her to be a bit too much of a handful because she stabbed herself on stage with a real dagger as part of a opera performance. Okay, self-harming. Basically, well, but I don't know if she was just like... She it, was just good it, acting. Maybe she was a, a really deep method actor. Yeah. Where she was like, pretty, okay, the part pretty full on. Yeah, calls I like that, for me well, to stab myself. Again, it's very romantic, isn't it? Stabbing yourself with a dagger? Yeah. For in, the performance? In the pursuit so, of opera. <laughs> yeah, for the people at the opera, it was just yeah. it was a one-off. Yeah. And she wanted to make a mark, probably in Brussels. Well, yeah, so. I mean, that's a way of... Meet yeah. the mark, isn't it, for sure? Like, do you remember when we went to yeah. see that opera and that woman just stabbed herself? But like, did, did stick she in the mind. Well, I think she just kind of went, I don't know, like, did she stab she herself? Like, she's, she's obviously been in the, injured in before. The before shoulder or in the 
not in the stomach, but you know, somewhere non-lethal. Yeah. Obviously, somewhere that she was like, yeah, it's fine. In the arm. Yeah. Yeah, just a little stab. Like, I know what I'm talking just about. Like, it wasn't like, in the face. <laughs> no, she wasn't, she like, might have just carving like her, her. She might have just, a, you know, done like, that. Like, just cut to, a just little bit, a bit of, of her. She may that's, that's all for the performance. She just kind of cut a little bit of forearm and let it trickle <clears> and was like, oh. I think oh, that's oh. romantic. Yeah, I think yeah. that's good. Good thing. I think your tours are going to be interesting, aren't they? <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. Not sure. So, <laughs> so he offered her 40,000 francs. To leave him alone. Oh right. So he was like, "You're too much. Here's forty thousand francs." Piss off. Piss off, basically. And um, she threw them at his feet before fleeing to Madrid. So she was like, "Fuck you and your money." Threw the francs back at his feet. Fucked off to Madrid. Right, okay. As you do. Yeah. That would. How long would that? That would, would, that would have taken a while to to, to do to those travels. Like she's travelled a lot for you know someone in seventy or something. Yeah, obviously the stab wound mustn't have been that bad if she was like Motta Madrid down. Yeah. So I don't think it would have been like she limped away because she'd stabbed herself in the leg or anything like that. So yeah. So she's off off to Madrid. Okay, so while she was in Madrid, she worked as a maid for the Countess Marino, who she hated. Alright, so how did she get that job? Well it's a bit odd, isn't it? Because it's like she's working like a lady in waiting. Which is very what does that mean? like a um, like a, a housemaid, a housemaid for oh, a so chambermaid. Oh, well, that, that's kind of more thing. Of, okay. But well, that's more. It's, uh, I mean, from for someone who had been in the opera probably... and done fencing and that, it is a bit odd that she ended up like being the per- like assistant for some counter. It's realistic though, because I yeah. thought but they've she... all got titles. These people, yeah, but, they do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> She's very like, much mixed with noblemen and royalty. So when she wasn't stabbing them, she was lady she probably, waiting on them. Yeah, like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so because she hated the Countess Marino, uh, one night before a grand ball, she dressed the Countess's hair with radishes so that everyone but the Countess could see them. So you know, like back then, they had all those big wigs, matted over the top hairdos. She pinned radishes around it that the Countess couldn't see. Whatever she was, everyone shit scared to say. Yeah, well, sent her, no, because people would have been laughing at her. Oh, right. Okay. So it would have been like, you know, talk of the ball. Like, look at her with radishes in her hair. <laughs> like, what are they still like white, aren't they? Well, they're like, um, they're like white on the inside. Yeah, but, like, I know red exactly. On the oh, yeah, but and they've got those long, sort of leafy They're like pink, pinky red on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know what yeah. You mean, yeah. So she pinned a bunch of them in for a nice, uh, <laughs> a nice accessory. But, uh, she was back on the road to Paris before the Countess could make it home. So right. she sent her off to the ball with the radishes in and left. Fleed town again. Before she got this killed. time back to Paris. Even though she was in trouble in Paris. So Julie was pardoned once again for her jewels. This time thanks to Philip I who convinced the king to pardon her once again. Which was useful as she was again in trouble with the law for beating up her landlord. So she's just going around fighting people. Yeah. She's either fucking them or fighting them. It's one or the other. Yeah, yeah. She keeps getting in trouble because she keeps fighting and, and killing people. And how old people. is she now? 20, 21? Yeah. She's about 21 at this point. Wow. It's a lot, isn't it? There's a lot going on. So <laughs> uh, it seemed... Uh, so she returned to the Paris Opera after she beat up her landlord. So it seems she started to settle down during this period appearing in many operas that were written specifically for her range. So she started having music written for her. 
um, and sang for the court at Versailles on a number of occasions where she must have seen her old pal, the king. So she must have been like, thanks for the pardons. Yeah, yeah. Cheers for Maybe uh, the 14th, letting me off. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she owed him a few favours. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, her final appearance was in La Venetienne by Michael de la Barre, opening in 1705 before she retired from the opera. So she was about 30 when she retired. Okay, so that she never killed anyone done that? And no, she, she settled she down. Like, down that point? Well, she did uh, have a relationship with Marie-Louise Therese de Senator. <laughs> it's a long name. Do you want that again? No. no. <laughs> really? uh, she was known as the most beautiful woman in France. Wow. So she settled down with a hottie. Basically, okay. she's like, this is the most beautiful woman in France. Ain't gonna get any better, like. No, but uh, they lived together for two years before, sadly, Marie passed away in seventeen oh five. Okay, yeah, leaving Julie inconsolable. After her death, Julie entered a convent, mourning her lover, and passed away in seventeen oh seven at the grand old age of thirty three. So she. She died at 33. She died at 33, yeah. So you made it a year older than her? She had, well, she had two years with after her lover had passed away. So oh. she finally settled down. Only got two years That's what, with yeah. her. And then two years later, she also passed away. Oh, okay. It's kind of sad. What did so, she die of? Um, it doesn't say what she died of. It's nice that she settled down for a bit, though, isn't it? It is. Like, she had that final, like... With the fittest romance. bird in France. Yeah, she got the fittest bird in France. <laughs> yeah. and was like, that'll do. Is there any pictures? Well, not pictures, but... There's drawings, drawings of her. Like, there's illustrations. So, but I found it interesting that she entered a convent. So, she finally, like... Just came... What's a convent? A nun? nun? A nunnery. Oh, right, because yeah, she... Yeah, so she, she became... Out of respect. A nun, yeah. That's so what I want again, how romantic that. Well, even after all of the um, you know issues that she'd had by setting fire yeah. to another um, convent, <laughs> which yeah, they yeah. must have forgiven. I think she must have done it like quite just around the bed. She never set fire just, to the building. Oh yeah, I think she set fire to the bed, most yeah. likely. So and there then, are and then rang the bell and illustrations of her. But of course, you've got to take them with a pinch of salt because they're just illustrations from the day. So I know many people who have read or heard snippets of her story wish it was uh, to be made into a Hollywood movie. I can't imagine why it's, why it's not. Uh, yeah, it should have been. But uh, Julie has been the subject of many books, plays and a musical in 2017 in New York, a French TV series and a 60s Italian film. So okay. there are films, they're just not in... There's none, uh, right. no Hollywood movie... So they probably just in Hollywood have um, used the used the story but give it a different name. They like must this have one. Done. Yeah, well that's her with the with the fencing yeah, sword. That's so she's fake, like yeah. I, I don't she know looks if that's like more of a, a reimagination of someone after hearing the stories without really knowing her herself. You yeah, know? she's got like ginger hair. It's nice. Can't go wrong. Oh yeah, she apparently had auburn hair and yeah. green eyes. So. Got nice black leather gloves on. <laughs> Is it the black leather gloves? That was going to be there. Like. It's got tights on. 
I will be putting these pictures up on the uh, Instagram cool. account so people can see what it is you're on about there. Um, but there is a French film that was released in 2004 titled Julie Chevalier de Maupin, which is a swashbuckling adventure film. Swashbuckling. <laughs> swashbuckling. Aren't it's they, been, um, you know, swashbucklers. <laughs> swashbuckling, you know. Uh, there is a story that Greta Garbo was to play her in a movie, but the subject matter was a bit too scandalous. Um, her story was told over a century after her death by the French author Theophile Gautier, which was a semi-fictional Mademoiselle de Mappin released in 1835. The subjects covered in the book were far too shocking as a romance novel, and the book was banned by several authorities. So, yeah. She's well, you can the take this story pretty things. far if you want. It's like that yeah, Freddy I mean, film. You know, the, the, it's like that Queen film that's just come oh, out. Right. Everyone's so, saying, I thought it would be a I bit thought you more. Freddy, like... Freddie, Freddie versus Jason, or oh, like, you know, like... Well, it can have a bit of that like in as well. Like Street. <laughs> yeah, but everyone thought that Freddie the Queen film was yeah, going to be the, more There could have been a lot and, more in you know, in that movie, and it's like, because I love... But it, obviously it was never... I mean, most of the films, well, a lot of the film, a lot of the 20 minutes is like Live Aid, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Re, re, I mean, and I thought that was a waste of time, but it seems done. Because uh, I, I like, I like Queen, but like... Well, because Live Aid, um, like, that kind of made me feel a bit emotional, only because, like, I was born on Live Aid Day. Yeah. And um, when I was a few hours old, my parents, with me as a newborn baby, sat and watched Queen play yeah, Live yeah. Aid. So nice. I would have seen that at, like, a couple of hours old. You know what I mean? That's so cool. for me, that was kind of, like... Experiencing I, I thought it was, something that you know the Hollywood version. I thought it, it I, was, I was very wanted, much the Hollywood. I wanted version, it to like, be more cheesy. Because I, I have a lot of people like coming to visit from for shows from all yeah. over the place. They always want to see Penny Lane. Right. So I take them to the Penny Lane, but I'll you show them. Take them. Sometimes I do, yeah, but I'll take them to Dovedale Towers. Because I say Freddie Mercury used to live there. Yeah, I've heard this. Does that true? Yeah, it is. I've yeah. heard Echo and the Bunnyman. I mean. Teardrop Exposed lived there yeah. as well. Yeah. Or you saw one of, one of them did and so the other one yeah, would always um, be there. Because it was only Freddie because he was in another band in Liverpool before Queen. Right. So. That's mad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it is, but they it's like that was... Do upstairs here? No. Whatever. It has to go up there and go like, show me the Freddie suite. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see where all these crazy no, parties took yeah. place. Like. I will do, yeah. Well, this, yeah, but the thing is, like we were saying about the story, is like when yeah. you talk about the dramatizations of a lot of like even people that have not that long passed Someone's on. Someone's gonna make that into a like, film. Like this should be a movie. Yeah. Like it was almost a movie, but in the thirties, which I think would have been a very much watered down movie. Whereas now, yeah, now you can go further. You can with really it. like push it, and especially like even if you just use those. Stories that we know for sure as the bones, because like there's well, still there's, a lot in yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good two you know? and a half hours, isn't it? Because yeah, for sure. Like there's there's plenty of adventure. I mean, it's the kind of perfect Hollywood script for nowadays because there's like there's a lot of shagging, there's a lot of fighting, yeah, um, there's but you know it's beautiful got it, scenery because you get to go to like and you know the, all these different places. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And yet, there's. Uh, I don't think she was a baddie. I think if you treated no, her with, think res- she is. with respect, then yeah. you wouldn't have got, you know, jeweled. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if the King of France 
pardoned her twice. Yeah. She can't have been all, like, she, you know, she must have had uh, a bit of a, a draw that made her seem like, uh, you know, I was in these situations. Well, she seemed I had to do what I had someone to you'd rather be around and not be around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, um, I hope that was a good yeah. story for you. Then, where you go, I wanted story. to try and yeah, find something cool. like. I want to go home for trying to imagine the pictures of her when I get in bed tonight. <laughs> on <my own. laughs> oh, amazing! <laughs> You're Just making this uh, X-rated now. Like. Uh, <laughs> Good thing this podcast Can't is already wait for the movie. <laughs> as explicit. Who would you? All right, if okay. you were to cast someone to play you in a I movie, I was just thinking this. Who would it be? Scarlett Johansson or that bear out of Game of Thrones? But the one who played Daenerys. No, not it. The one who died. The one who she dies early on. Or maybe the the ginger beard. I'm thinking gingery, gingery women. Um. Like the woman I don't really who see they're kind of obvious. The kind of obvious the the but what I'm saying, I don't really know many young Yeah modern actors. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so, they did say that she had red hair. Yeah, like yeah. well urban hair. I suppose you can red so. anyone up, can't you? But Yeah. Um, like, cause this ain't really red, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I that's <laughs> All right, what um, I reckon you should do is, like, you know, start Jamie Lee Curtis, but reversed years ago from certain places. <laughs> Jamie That's Lee what I'd like to play. In, like... With the New York accent, the story told in America. <laughs> Just change it to an American to story. Not to take shots. But, like... As now, and Louis the Fourteenth is just Donald Trump, just going, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With a gay brother, can yeah. you imagine? Oh, God. I mean... Well, the thing is, is the ex- the day that this episode comes out is the day that people can go and vote. Okay. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening and you haven't voted yet today, vote Labour. Go vote. Yeah. Use your words and vote. All right. So thank you for joining thank me you, on this podcast. Thank you. Um, yeah, interesting stories for you to uh, dream about later yeah. on. And um, for you out there, that was Cabaret, darlings. <laughs>